What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I'm great. I've got a pitch for you, Connor. I've got a pitch Go of a new, a new format for Weird News. So instead of doing yep. weird news from all around the world... We do mm. weird news from Mars. For, okay. That, there's very little news from Mars, though. Oh, they find water every so often. Find, That's yeah. wild. This almost sounds like a bit we would have planned, but it's not good enough to plan. It's not, no, <laughs> I will, it's not good I will to inform plan. the listeners this has not been planned. Sean has jumped me with this. I'll have you know I tag every one of these episodes with improv when I upload it. <laughs> Improv, but not comedy, ironically. <laughs> because actually, that's for a reason. There's a moment every... Because some of the tags we have are just like general terms for entertainment. But mm. there, there's, there comes a moment every week, three times a week when I'm uploading the podcast, and I have an internal debate with myself. Do I tag this as comedy? <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I never just do. wouldn't. No. <laughs> You, you, you know when you just do something yourself and then you put it out and you go, that's not fucking funny. That is not funny in any way. No, this podcast is the definition of, oh, that was funnier in my head. And so if this is your first episode, this is our sales pitch. Um, so, We've so done nearly do we 100 do weeks. <laughs> this is week 98. We are nearly there. Um, Sean, what, is, what do we do here on Weird News? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world, and you're about to read them all back to me. Now, I've not heard any of these stories, so some of the discussion is sometimes funny. Well, I mean, as we've previously discussed... Some of it is also not. Some of it is very serious. Sometimes we discuss death. We do discuss death as a concept. What happens <laughs> concept. after we death? Is time flat? Who knows? That's so why clocks are round. To... That's true. That's why we're moving on to our first weird news story of this week. And that is FBI investigating report of guy in jetpack flying 3,000 feet in air above LAX. You'll have to catch him first. <laughs> Catch me if you can. <laughs> it's Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> so, the FBI is investigating a report from airline pilots that a person was seen flying in a jetpack some 3,000 feet above Los Angeles International Airport on Sunday evening. Um, right. The fi- the Federal Aviation Administration, which is a great name, I think, um, said two airline flight crews reported st- seeing what appeared to be what appeared to be someone in a jetpack as they were on their final approaches to LAX around 6:35 p.m. Um, Fox 11 Los Angeles obtained recordings of communications between the aircraft and the tower. <laughs> and so, what the fuck is he? <laughs> no. um, the pilot says, Tower, American 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack, a pilot said. The guy in the tower then replies, American 1997. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Which I think is a weird response. Um, it was his first day, but, he's just so confused. <laughs> thank you. Oh, fuck. You know when you oh. go to the shop and, and they're just like, How are you? Good. And you? Good. And you? Shit. Fuck, that's oh, embarrassing. Fuck. 
<laughs> um, okay, thank you. Were they were they off to your left side or your right side? The controller asks. On the left side, and maybe 300 yards or so at our altitude, the pilot said. Another pilot also reported a sighting, saying, "We just saw a guy a guy pass by us in a jetpack." He said. <laughs> okay, so it's very clearly a jetpack. Then it's not something that could be mistaken for a jetpack. Yeah, I mean, you have two reports, same day, within about half an hour of each other, of planes landing in LAX, finding, or seeing, this man, we can only assume, flying around in a jetpack, who they describe as a guy in a jetpack, which I think is fairly on the nose. This exact situation happened in Iron Man 1. I was literally thinking that, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Rody, I'm in the suit! (laughs) Ha- has anyone recently emerged from a cave in a suit of armour by any chance? <laughs> we need to take the steps back to this point. We know this is the midpoint of Iron Man the movie. Now we got a real life, real life detective this. Back to step one. Who's been in a cave recently? Let's go back to there. <laughs> Just narrow it down. Bears? Could it be a bear? <laughs> <laughs> is it a bear in a jetpack? You're out of this investigation, <laughs> detective. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> now, if the bears ever do take to the sky, God help us all. I think I think there will, there will be no hope for any of us if they learn to control aviation. I mean, we might as well start saying our own death words. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I didn't expect to hear that sentence today. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, Sean, my main question is. Who is this guy in a jetpack, and why is he flying around LAX, which I think would be the last place I'd go if I had a jetpack? Why would I go to the airport? Nobody wants to go to the airport. No, I don't... Oh. Maybe he was... He, 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 maybe he overestimated the ability of his flying skill, and he wanted to, like, come in on a runway. So, yeah. like, you know, he'd gradually descend and slow, and then he'd start pedaling in the air... Then he'd hit the ground running and he'd be he'd be fine. Yeah. And then it's off to passport control. They, yeah, they put up his passport. Is this you? Oh, fuck. Shit. Oh, I left it in my other Do you have any unidentified objects with you? Well, actually, to be honest with you, um, oh, there's a big yoke on my back. I, I know you've probably seen it already, but it is quite large. It's a jetpack. Oh, good. I thought, I thought it was mm. some horrendous growth. Yeah, Fair oh thank god. Off you go, sir. <laughs> go, on, <laughs> go in there now, you scallywag. So, I don't, like... They haven't found found the person in the jetpack. I suppose they're difficult to track down, but... It's like UFOs. You see a few sightings of it, but you never hear from them again. This guy in the jetpack could be maybe Earth saviour to the aliens. We don't know. Yeah, and I feel so bad for the air traffic control team, because... <laughs> They they must have like a, a form that they fill out for every conceivable report that happens. Yeah, in an there's airport. a box. There's a box for everything. Yeah, but there's no box for jetpack. Other, <laughs> take. Just, thank you. If other, please specify. <laughs> guy in a jetpack. Guy in a jetpack. Three thousand feet above the ground. Three thousand feet. It must have been like. An absolutely state-of-the-art jetpack. Yeah, like, and isn't doesn't it get very cold and the oxygen get very thin up there? Oh, it would. It would once once you get past maybe twenty feet, the oxygen starts getting a bit thinner. 
That's that's why I'm so short. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Jesus! Oh no! Fucking hell! I, I went upstairs again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, like that's that's nearly a kilometre. He's up in the air. He must trust that jetpack or the parachute attached to the jetpack. Yeah, like you would have to you would have to be very confident in if he probably didn't create the jetpack. But if he did, it's even more spectacular. But you would have to be very confident in the engineering behind the jetpack to go, I'll fly alongside all of the aeroplanes. Does We had a story of a man, uh, Mad Mike, he built his own rocket. Yeah. So. But he built the rocket to prove that the Earth was flat. Because he wanted that, to go up into space to just check. <laughs> that's just, to, just to see. Turns out it's not flat. <laughs> he went up and he was like, still looks flat to me. It's like, yeah, you're still... Don't know if that's going to solve it. Uh, just also, the United States Parachute Association, uh, they set the, the minimum pa- uh, like parachute opening altitude is 2,000 feet. Right. So if anything goes wrong, he has a very small window. to like. It's a very just, small window to live. To Although live. I think if you're, if you're packing a jetpack, you don't have time to pack a parachute. See, I don't know, because surely it adds more weight, which then puts more stress on the jetpack. True. By by the same logic, a seatbelt adds weight to a car. (laughs) Exactly. I just think um, Steve Cowell, who's an aviation safety expert, said he believed the pilot's reports. There's no question in my mind that that American pilot was very definitive about what he saw out his window. (laughs) Imagine you're flying the plane, which is a stressful job to begin with, and you just look to your left and look to your right, and you have to do that second take. And then look to your right. Like, what the fuck is that? This poor pilot can never report anything strange again, though, because it'll just be, ah, Tommy's off telling tales. He's, again, nobody ever found the jetpack guy, Tommy. Fuck off. Go away. He wants attention. Guy gets on the news one time. You'd have to have really good eyesight to see a man in a jetpack, or else he'd have to be very, very close to the plane to be able to identify that is a man in a jetpack. Fair, but I'd wager you'd have to have very good eyesight to be a pilot anyway, Connor. No, I think... <laughs> it's like driving a car. You have to go and get your eyes checked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what letters are there? P, L, A, N. I got three out of five, so go on. Get in behind that 747. <laughs> Fair play to you. Oh, I can read 747, all right. <laughs> Close enough. Um, yeah, so this could be the the start of this new a new adventure for a hero in LA. This is Grand Theft Auto come to life. Are there jetpacks in Grand Theft Auto? Oh, there's jetpacks in Grand Theft Auto. Yes. With, with cheats or no? Uh, cheats, obviously. Oh, okay. So I was. I'm a, yeah. I'm a purist. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the only man on the planet who's played Grand Theft Auto, but the right way. You don't I stop at cheat. traffic lights and everything. Yeah. Just, God damn. <laughs> Golly <laughs> gee, why are all the traffic stopping? <laughs> Golly gee. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is a world record, Sean. But this is a world record of something that I think nobody wanted to beat. And that oh. is South African duo break karaoke world record. Okay, anytime there's a duo involved, I feel we're we're like a sizable threat. So, yeah. what are we talking? Maybe an hour and a half? Two hours? 
Um, a South African duo broke a Guinness World Record by singing karaoke songs for a total of 35 consecutive hours. 35. <laughs> 35 consecutive hours. 35 consecutive hours of life they sang so, karaoke for. What did they do about bathroom breaks? Did they... And sleep. Yeah. Well, I imagine you could stay up for 35 hours. It's probably bad for you, but you can do it. But they didn't eat anything? Or did they eat and keep singing? It could be a thing where they went back and forth. So, there's a South African duo, but maybe you sing ABBA, and then I'll wait it out, and then I'll sing a bit of Red Hot Chili Peppers next up. But, and you while you're singing, peppers? I might maybe have a bite of a sandwich. Oh, I see. How many... Is, is there 35 hours worth of music for duets? Yeah, that's tr- if it was duets, I don't know how they lasted 35 hours, because one of them would have had to break. I think if it's one... Although, actually, maybe with two people, like, you don't want to be the first to break, so they're there forever. That's true, but I feel like with a duet, like, you always have to be at, at least 90%. Like, you can't just be phoning this in if you're breaking the world record. You need to be giving it socks. Whereas if no, you were on your uh, own just singing songs, you could kind of phone it in a bit. Maybe they were just singing tequila, like all the time. That would be... Oh, that's a great <laughs> karaoke song. <laughs> um, Jacqueline Britz and Rhinus Lotz um, said that they had initially planned to sing for a full 48 hours, but Jesus. they decided to stop at 35 due to exhaustion. <laughs> From the marathon singing co- sing- session. The amount was enough to beat the record of 25 hours and take the Guinness title for longest karaoke duo marathon. So they're saying a lot of duos here. I think it's implied that they're all duets. Wow. Yes. Is, I can't think of so many. Like, I, If you ask me to name five duets right now, I couldn't. So please don't do it. But Ebony and Ivory. Very done. good. I believe I believe thirty five hours. Thirty five hours. What's that? Three three minute three minute song. That'll, yeah, three minute song for thirty five hours. So three minutes. So you'd have to do like a f- twenty of them an hour. And so then that's how many is that a day? Twenty four twenties. Uh, four hundred and eighty or four hundred and eighty. So it's four hundred in twenty four hours. Uh, and so then that's a lot more. That's true. Uh, so here's some more, okay? Don't go breaking my heart. Very oh, classic. classic. Uh, a whole new world. Yes. Uh, Queen and David Bowie's Under Pressure. <sighs> That's a good one. There's, End- these are all good ones. Endless Love. Classic. Yeah, but but imagine being on hour 33 and Endless Love turns up. You do not have Endless Love for anything at that point. No. You hate love. <laughs> Uh, nor nor do you have uh, Empire State of Mind (laughs) no no they got the hour 34 and they were like now this is my jam (laughs) and what hour do they stop shouting oh now this is my jam (laughs) it was just picturing it like that's when they get their second wind is hour 34 like, how many times would they be like, oh, I love this one, before it gets to the point where you're like, you don't love them all, come on, now that <laughs> can't, that's outrageous, we've uh, been here 12 hours. Do you think after 25 hours, like after they'd broken the record, there was one of them who really wanted to go home, but the other yeah. was just fucking going for it? Just, <laughs> and you have to back them up, 
no matter what. Oh, that's that's the blood oath you signed when you signed up for duet that's, karaoke. And duet anything. You have to just follow them into all sorts of ridiculous concepts. Like Weird News Wednesdays. Like Weird News Wednesdays. Or maybe Weird News on the Mars moon. <laughs> Wait, what? Blood oath, Connor. Blood oath. <laughs> I'm here forever. Um, the attempt took place at Wild Medlar, and the venue live-streamed the attempt on Facebook. The record attempt to raise money for rebuilding a church in a small community. So that was nice. Um, Brit said the project is aiming to raise six grand for the church construction, um, and the Guinness record raised two grand to go towards that total. That so they raised good. two grand for singing for 35 hours straight. But really... I don't think you'd ever talk to the other person again. No, you'd certainly never do karaoke together again. No, there would not be a night out where you're like, get a few drinks in you, and then some of the lads or some of the girls are like, ah, go on. Go on, the two of you are yeah, great you, together. Sure, you love it, don't you? Ah, you love it. I fucking hate her. <laughs> Jesus, the way she sings Don't Go Breaking My Heart. <laughs> I had to hear her sing it 47 times. I was meant to be Elton John. <laughs> I'm Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> the only karaoke song that I would sing with anyone, and it's not even a duet, but it's Mr. Burns's See My Vest. <laughs> Why specifically that one? Because I think it's just the best song. Yeah, oh, the best song ever. There's been a lot of people trying to write the best songs ever, and I think one The Simpsons it. nailed it. One Direction did do it, they, and they told us when they did it, which I think is the ultimate side of cockiness, but you got to respect the lads, you know what I mean? Well, um, <laughs> I'm really glad I dropped out of that band and let them continue. You know, you were the number six in that, in that band, but you said, lads, I need to, I need to step away. I, I would become too famous. I'm too good. <laughs> I, I'd end up being the shallow one. <laughs> you were looking at Zayn and Harry like, lads... You take it from here. I don't want to be the hard trump that you guys are. I've taught you all I can. <laughs> Your hand is on Nile Horn. The two of you were the two Irish guys. Yeah. It's like, Nile, you keep up the side. <laughs> keep doing that accent, Nile. Keep it up. Because if you stop, you'll lose the thing that you are in the band. You're the Irish one. That's all you are to them. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> And you're like spit on the ground. <laughs> I don't belong here. Louis, you're like, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't believe you were part of One Direction. I, I'm only finding out about this now. It used oh, to be called hell. Sean Direction. Sean Direction, yeah. And and then they went they, they went in a different direction, ironically. Oh, Simon Cowell was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just walk out, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the rest of the boys are behind you. You're like walking out to the stage. You're the first one on the stage. He's like, no. And you just turn around to walk back. It's like um, Grandpa Simpsons when he walks into the burlesque. Yeah. <laughs> just does the little loop and straight back out. You take it from here, lads. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of weird news. And that is, man aims to see tennis 120 times for Guinness World Record. We have a Guinness World Record, and a man hoping to break a Guinness World Record. And this is Movie Mondays mixed in with weird news. It's with that weird Venn diagram, in which a man aims to see the movie Tenet, Christopher Nolan's newest, biggest blockbuster, 120 times for the Guinness World Record 
in theaters. Sean, is this the worst plan ever made by anybody ever in the current climate? It's just such a waste, isn't it? Because he's not only is he taking seats off someone like at my local cinema, you have to pre-book at the minute. Yeah. So he's taking the at least one seat in yeah. a pre-booked cinema. But also, he's seeing the same film 120 times. 120 is a lot of times to see any movie. If, what's your favourite movie in the world? 28 Days Later. Have you seen 28 Days Later more than 20 times? No, not at all. Okay. So uh, he's going for an extra 120. But what, like, what is the record? Just seeing the film in the cinemas the most? Seeing one film... In the record, in the in the record, in cinemas. So one film in cinemas on one run. So from the time the film comes out to the time the film is stopped, stop putting it, stop being put into the cinemas. So the current record holder is Joanne Cotter from Australia, who attended 108 screenings of Bohemian Rhapsody in early 2019. Wow! Now, Sharp Craig Sharp is the man's name, and he's from Winnipeg. Um, and he began his attempt on August 26th. So the, last Presumably week, the release date of Tenant. Yes. And has attended um, his 15th screening of Tenant early yesterday afternoon. In his quest to see the film 120 types. Ah, lad. Yes. I'm sure he has a family or something. <laughs> Sharp said he expects his attempt to take about 30 days. But, Sean, we're overlooking the fact that a lot of places are closed these days. Yeah. Now, jo- Joanne Cotter, she went in early 2019. Do you remember to early 2019 and how simple everything was? Oh, we could how, go anywhere we wanted. We could cough on naive. whoever we wanted. We were so naive. And it just seems so weird to think of a time that wasn't like this. Now yeah. we're... So, to think of, like, she went 108 times, but she probably just finished the screening, went back in, did the same thing. He has to book 120 times to go see this film repeatedly. Okay, so the... But also, I know there's pride and stuff with a Guinness World Record, but also you're seeing a film 120 times. (laughs) Yes. the, The price of a cinema ticket is around a tenner, Right. So, uh, yeah, a tenner, I suppose. He's in he's in Canada, so I'm going to say ten dollars. Yeah, we'll say ten up. Canadian pesos. Yes. So a hundred and twenty times ten is twelve hundred dollars. Yes. You, and how much did they get for the karaoke one? Two grand. Uh, they got two grand. Yes. So if you go off that principle, he's he's making eight hundred quid. Fair enough, but he could also make that presumably by going to work. <laughs> he could <laughs> He worked really hard Also you haven't heard the rules for this Guinness World Record Because I was thinking maybe me and you Could attempt to break this As a we duo could go to the, As a duo I'm, Nobody's ever done it as a duo So we could go find the movie and just go see it a lot But the rules from Guinness are this You have from the time that it's opened And it only counts when it's a first run movie So it wouldn't have counted Avengers Endgame When it came out the second time Okay. The moment it the moment it's available for download or purchase, that window closes. So the minute it goes onto live streaming, the window is closed. Interesting. The rules are also 
The rules also require Sharp to stay for the entire movie, including the credits, every Ooh. single time he watches it. He's going to become a big fan of that key grip. Yeah, best boy. Here we go. <laughs> and so, do you think he buys snacks? Like sometimes. I think you buy snacks on the odd occasion, but by the time he gets to a hundred, he has to hate that movie. Surely. Yeah, and like, not to get two movie Mondays on it, but reviews are mixed. Yeah. So, and I don't, but I think any movies, no matter who's listening to this, everybody has a movie they love. Yeah. And it might be, yeah, I know some people you get like, what's your favourite movie? And they can't think of anything. They forget every movie they've ever watched. But a lot of people have maybe two or three movies where, like, I love to watch that movie when I'm sick, love to watch that movie, whatever. But I personally love the movie The Incredibles. But I specifically do not watch that film, like, more than at least once a year because I don't want to root it on myself. Yeah, like too much of a good thing, I think, is the way of putting it. Some say three episodes a week is too much of a good thing, Sean. <laughs> I do say that. <laughs> you, you're always saying that. How long is Tenet? A Tenet is two hours and 31 minutes per show. I think. Pick a shorter movie. New Mutants yeah. is 93 well, minutes long. <laughs> You, yeah, because you're saving a lot more time. If you save an hour every single showing, you save 120 hours. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's the length of... That's, that's as many times as he's going to see this film. He has saved in hours. Yes. Yes. I just think it's a mad idea. And I just said I, I wanted to let you know because in the current climate, this world record attempt seems like maybe the silliest idea ever. And all power to him, but at the same time, just maybe wait till it comes out, watch it a few times, leave it. That's all, that's my advice. Yeah, fair. I think that's the best way of doing things. Also, I just had a thought about uh, the maths that I did earlier. Uh, you can no, just it's get, wrong. Yeah, we're like, wrong. Well, you, no, you can get a cinema card here in Ireland. I assume you can do them in Canada, and you can just see movies whenever you want. So oh, the, yeah. the, the price doesn't factor into it all that much So I think we should do this Connor And see the new mutants 121 times That makes it less sad But also a little more sad <laughs> Somehow <laughs> um, We're going to move on To a horror story Sean Now I started off this week A few weird news stories I wanted to start them off a bit easier Because our last four stories this week They're goodens okay. And what we're moving on to next Is a story that made me laugh but also it's horrifying and I I want us to walk a line here okay that is horrifying moment kite flying girl is swept into the sky by wind caught on video oh no and she's fine (laughs) she's all fine but good god it's the thing nightmares are made of and for one mother in Taiwan, the nightmare became reality at the 2020 International Kite Festival. Oh, fuck. A f- Put a damper a on the whole year thing. Old girl, a oh. five-year-old girl, surnamed Lynn, became wrapped up in the tail of a giant kite. As soon as the adults released the kite into the sky, the girl was immediately pulled into the sky where her body was swung around like a rag doll oh. on the end of the kite. Jesus, that's awful. 
Oh, you would never get over that. <laughs> As a parent, if, say, just whatever way, right, that mother comes home and either her girlfriend or her boyfriend looks at her, it's like, how was the day at the kite festival? You're not going to believe this. I looked away for five seconds <laughs> and I looked back and Lynn was in the air. <laughs> she was gone. She was just gone. She just loves kites. That's ridiculous. That's a testament to that kite, though. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. Like, it's a to- it's a terrible thing that it happened. I I, I hope it never Only happens you. again. Only you be like, fuck the kid, oh, James. That's a fair good kite, though. Let's be honest here, lads. That's if you're trying kite. to sell kites, it swept away a five-year-old without even trying. Do you think it was an advertising claim? Maybe it, maybe it was an idea they came up with. Do you think the family works for, like, Big Kite Incorporated? Sure, all we have to do is scar one child, make a million dollars on kite sales. That think child's about a paid it. actor. That child is in Westworld <laughs> next season. <laughs> She's 37. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> it's Jeffrey Wright from the Batman. Um, the blood curdling screams of the girl's mother and nearby onlookers can be heard during the video. Fuck, we don't Luckily, get blood curdling very often on this no. show. Luckily, the child was able to maintain her grip on the massive kite, even as she dangled hundreds of feet above the ground. Sorry, the, kite the was- kid held yeah. on. The kid held on, Sean. What? That's a testament yes. to that kid. The testament to that kite. <laughs> the kite was soon pulled over, pulled closer to the ground, where the girl was able to safely be caught after falling a short distance after letting go of the kite. She was caught by a man in a jetpack. <laughs> this is what he's been training for for weeks. <laughs> he was fully prepared for that girl to go to 3,000 feet on that kite. Yeah, he, he was ready to go. He's been trying to catch people falling out of airplanes for the last week and a half. <laughs> That's why he hangs around the parachute zone. <laughs> He's just waiting. The girl was probably sent to a local hospital where it was confirmed her injuries were only minor, which is good. Some, some minor scrapes and scratches. Otherwise, the worst thing she received was the experience of being sucked into the sky on a windy day. So, the odds of this happening are very small, because the minute the woman, the little girl, grabbed the kite, the gust of wind that pulled little Lynn into the sky was reportedly measured at a level 7 on the Beaufort scale. It's such a freak occurrence that that occurred at that exact moment. (laughs) There was probably level 2, level 3 She grabs on Level 7 comes straight up and takes her into 300 feet into the sky This, oh First of all that's mental And thank god she's alright But this also reaffirms my belief That I'll never ride in a hang glider (laughs) Why? Because it could go so wrong so quickly You can't land, you can't Like I get you can like steer a hang glider Kind of Mm. But if you get a level 7 You know we all know what that can do to me Coming down in a hang glider And we don't want to damage you For your next boy band experience Coming up in a few years That's true I have to dance all night to the best song ever (laughs) I'm imagining you dancing all night to the best song ever I don't know that I've ever danced Have you seen the episode of Community when um, there's the dance-off or the pop-a-lock-a-thon. Lock, pop the pop-a-lock-a-thon, yes. 
<laughs> and he's just dying. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of you. He solos a pop and lockathon. <laughs> um, but yeah, this little girl. This is the kite's fourth annual. Anim- or sorry, this is the fourth anniversary of the kite festival. I thought Sean, you were going to say. This- I thought you were going to say this is the kite's fourth time of taking a child. Fourth time. The fourth child that's been taken by the wind gods um, into the sky. <laughs> And now they own them. <laughs> They're one with the cloud now. Um, I have many questions. One, do you think this child will ever trust the mother ever again? Um, do you think the the wife's uh, significant other will ever think, might leave that child in the capable hands of you again? Um, <laughs> there's so many questions. It's true. I, I mean, the, I think the kid is young enough to wear... She'll just have a vaguely unexplained fear of heights in the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's five, I think. Five or four, it's not said. I, yeah, but I, I don't remember a lot of shit that happened to me when I was five. So I think mm. that she, like, a lot, she'll just internalise it. Because as a kid, you wouldn't believe it yourself, would you? <laughs> she was there. She's like, you wouldn't believe what happened. Honest to God. Yeah, how do you, Ridiculous. I don't, I just, I don't think your mind could process, maybe I'm doing this child a disservice, I don't think you could properly process being on the ground and then being in the sky and then being back yeah, on being, the ground. Yeah, one moment being in, on the ground safely, just hanging on, just like taking hold of a kite that looks pretty, I'm assuming. Like, maybe it's a very colourful kite. Kids like colour. She's yeah. just like, oh wow, this is nice. Suddenly, gale force wind takes every kite up into the air. And she's hanging hundreds of feet into the air from the kite without letting go. That, I think, also. I think that is full, like, animal instinct kicking in. I don't think she was consciously saying, oh, better keep holding on to this kite. I think if you had given her a million dollars, her body would not be able to let go of that kite. (laughs) She's going to have a terrible fear of levitating things. Like, just anything that gets caught by the wind. Like, air, dirt, just anything. But this is, like, next year is going to be amazing because it's going to be... They're going to be the one family who's like, do we risk the kite festival this year? <laughs> Put the bowling balls on our feet again. No more getting <laughs> off the ground for yoga. <laughs> just make, make her carry sandbags from now on. <laughs> and she just becomes ripped. <laughs> the fucking shreds. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, like she shows up next year to the kite festival and just rips the kite in half it's like never <laughs> no, again <laughs> no more kites not for me not for you not for anyone it won't happen to any more kids <laughs> that's a ludicrous story yeah okay we're moving on to our next piece of weird news and this is Oklahoma man detained for hitting Taco Bell drive through naked claims clothes were in the washer yeah, we don't know that that's not true. Uh, exactly. But also, you can't... Look, lad, you can't show up to a drive-thru not in a car. This is true, but I think he was in a car. Oh, but when you can be... Can you be naked in your own car? There, see, you learn something new every day, Sean. For example, a man in Oklahoma reportedly learned that it is illegal to drive naked when he was apprehended doing so at a Taco Bell drive-thru. Well, the suspect better him re- than me. The suspect reportedly asked workers for extra sauce and an extra taco while not wearing any clothes. Did he say please? That's the most important thing. (laughs) 
Um, authorities responded to a call around 9pm on Saturday night about a naked man in the fast food restaurant's drive through According to the police report, 61-year-old Christopher Sale was naked in his vehicle when he ordered his food and paid for it. After paying, however, Sale reportedly requested an extra taco from the workers. He reportedly stayed in the drive-thru asking for additional items like sauce packets and napkins repeatedly. Um, at one point, at one point he allegedly left the drive-thru. And you're thinking, game over. That's good stuff. End of story. Only to return Fuck. and ask for more sauce. It's like, hi, me again. Just, I've gone through the sauce. You wouldn't believe it. It's me from earlier. You know the naked guy. <laughs> oh no, he'd be like, it's me from earlier. You know the guy that asked for the extra taco. <laughs> yeah. My distinguishing fig- feature is my love for tacos. What did you think? Of? What, what are you thinking about? I I don't have anything else on me. No, that's no. weird. Oh, um, no. I didn't want to get a dirty with all the sauce. That's the thing. When authorities detained the man, he reportedly explained that his clothes were in the washer and that he was unaware that it was illegal to drive naked at any given time. This is not the only time a Taco Bell drive-thru has made the headlines recently, uh, as a workers at a Taco Bell in Tennessee reportedly saved a man's life earlier this month when a motorist passed out in the drive-thru lane. Fuck! So, good and bad! <laughs> the, the, the wild ride of a Taco Bell drive-thru. I uh, <laughs> uh, see. I don't. I don't think there was any malice in this. I think he genuinely right. thought it was fine, right? And but, it, sh- I don't know. I think I would never get into my car naked. Oh no, not at all, Connor. No, no one would. No. Nobody I, would. No matter how many clothes I have in the washer, I would surely still own a pair of shorts if somewhere. I was, yeah, or, like, if I was desperate, throw a towel around you if you need a towel <laughs> that badly. Like, yeah, he's at home. And, like, no matter what it is, there's nothing that's more important than that taco to him. And the extra sauce. And the extra taco. And... was He, he was arrested, was he? He was arrested, yes, because it is illegal to be naked in your car. Ah, but if he had not come back for the sauce... He could have gone away. He could have dro- drove home. Probably has sauce in the kitchen, you know? And then just... Underneath some- all of his laundry. Oh, oh that's where you were. Oh, you, you know how it is. You let it, you let it build up over a couple of days, and then you got a load yeah. to do, and then you have no clothes at it- all, but you really want takeaway. Yeah, and you're like... Will anyone notice in the drive-thru if I'm naked? I don't think they will. Certainly not the people in the other cars, but... Ah, and those, you know, those workers who work very hard and put up with a lot of shit. They won't Just look into my car. Just call in for delivery. Call in for a delivery and answer the door in a towel. Just walk into the restaurant. <laughs> naked. Na- naked as a day. Assert your dominance. <laughs> Piss on the floor a little bit, but not too much to arouse suspicion. But just enough that it's your turf now. So that the other animals get a scent. Fuck. <laughs> that's Tommy's fucking... That's Tommy's drive-thru. Everyone back away. And then you walk in and you ring the big bell that's in every Taco Bell. And that means yeah. that you now have to fight the manager to yeah. make it... You know, to become the new manager For of the Taco Bell. For his clothes. You get the uniform. Yeah. And then he yeah. leaves naked and disgraced. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's all after happening. That that was subtext in the story. I didn't actually say it, 
but I'm glad you found out. Hmm. I've, I've, I've been deep undercover for years. Uh, <laughs> for years? I killed the previous manager of Attack of <laughs> <laughs> you have lived a life. Um, okay. Speaking of life, Sean, we have another story that is more weird than it is funny, but I feel like we have to cover it because it's so batshit insane. It's important that we do. Well, I mean, we're that is... weird news, not funny news. Exa- and no comedy tags on us. Not so, at all. Michigan woman discovered alive at a funeral home was in body bag for over two hours, attorney says. Oh, fuck. Yes. Uh, was he awake and alive or like asleep and alive? Uh, <laughs> I think the important bit of that is the alive bit. Oh, but look, we're, we're all, we've all come to terms with the alive bit. But was he snoozing yeah. or was he boozing or what? Well, the Michigan woman, I will say, oh. pronounced dead by paramedics, even though she was still alive was in a body bag for two hours before she was found, according to the Associated Press. Tamesha Bocamp, 20, from Southfield, was found breathing and with her eyes open after the body bag was opened at the funeral home. Shit. Yes. Oh. Um, I don't like that. Bocamp is on a respirator in critical condition at the hospital in Detroit. Her family has now hired Jeffrey Feger as their attorney, who says he is investigating negligence into the incident. Um, Bocamp was found in cardiac arrest before being declared dead and taken to a local funeral home. She was alive. Her eyes were open and she was breathing, says Fe- said Feiger, describing how Bocap was found at the funeral home. My recollection is that the embalmer was actually there and was the person who found the body bag. She needed medical treatment and needed transportation to a hospital, but got transportation to a funeral home instead on accident. <laughs> Fucking hell. So were they getting ready yes. to like cut her up and fill her with formaldehyde? Yes. Oh my god! Yes. Okay, I d- I never thought I'd argue this, but maybe check the body bag before you <laughs> put them in the ground. What? <laughs> Once you see enough of them, though, you're just like, yeah, I'm sure they're dead so at this she, point. Was she paralyzed then? Like she couldn't move? Um, I think the case was that she appeared to be dead. So when paramedics arrived, they found a 20-year-old who was not breathing. The paramedics performed CPR and other life-reviving methods for 30 minutes on the girl. Jesus. Given medical readings and the condition of the patient, it was determined at that time she did not have signs of life. Because there was no indication of foul play, um, the Oakland County Medical Examiner's Office was contacted and given the medical data. The patient was again determined to have expired, and the expired is a bad word, yeah, and the body was word. released directly to the family to make arrangements with a funeral home of their choosing. So, the paramedics turned up, performed CPR for 30 minutes on the girl. She did not be, show any signs of life, so they said, right, it's a write-off, she's done. Yeah. And then, two hours later, she found at the funeral home alive and well. That is insane. Maybe we should put zips on the inside of the bags. <laughs> what about the zombies? They don't have the dexterity to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get it no, caught in true. one side of the fabric and then it, ah, it's yeah. the worst. Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah, no, you're right. I think zips on the inside of the bags might not be a bad idea. Zips on either side, just in case. Yeah, I mean, just exactly, just in case. Like, 
surely for the one time it's used, the other bajillion times it's not used is totally worth it. And do you think this woman, um, she must have just come back to life in the two hours that had passed? Yeah, I don't know how that works at all. Uh, I know you come to me for all your medical advice, but yeah, that doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense to it me. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. I just It's a fascinating story of a woman who is put, sent into a funeral home and she is showing no signs of life and then all of a sudden, you know... They find her two hours later. The embalmer finds her in the bag. Like, comes in and unzips her. And she's just alive looking back at her. Which, to be fair, that embalmer will never sleep again. Oh, there's always going to be hesitation when that embalmer goes to open a bag from now on. Because <laughs> that's not their fault. Like, he or she or whoever it is, like... It's not their fault that that person's in the bag. They just came into work that day. They opened the zip. And they were probably, like, going about their day like they normally would. Opened up the zip. And the woman is just looking back at you. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? There, there, wa- there would have been, like, a comical backtrack. And then crash into the table full of surgical implements. Hmm. And then a fight to the death ensues, and one of them's a vampire, and one of them's not. What <laughs> was where his head went? He was just like, okay, the undead, it's happening. And then he's just like, he's making steaks and stuff like that. <laughs> Makes so much sense. I've seen Blade and Buffy. <laughs> Those are my two frames of reference for being an embalmer. <laughs> I've never seen any other show. <laughs> just Buffy and Blade. So I'm your I I'm I'm your best hope in this upcoming undead war. In in the undead war, yeah. I just think that's a f- like that is so weird that she got sent to the funeral home and she was fine. She's now in hospital and they're looking after her. But for her, like you'd be afraid to close your eyes. You'd have to be awake for the rest of your life in in fear that someone's gonna send you back there. Yeah, that's that's. That's horrifying. I think that that kind of shit definitely sticks with you. (laughs) Unlike, say, the five-year-old girl, she'll walk that off. Well, she'll fly that off. She's part kite She'll fly it off. She's got a grip. Grip just so strong. Fair play. (laughs) (laughs) We are finishing off Weird News Wednesdays this week with a Florida man attempted robbery, Sean, and it goes wrong. Oh, it goes wrong even better. Yeah. Even better. So Florida man's attempted robbery fails when store clerk is confused by his note. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> That's the most Florida man attempted robbery of all time. So if you're going to attempt a gas to rob a gas station simply by passing a note to an employee, make sure your note at least makes enough sense to convey what's going on to said employee. That apparently is not what happened when Florida man um, attempted to rob a Circle K in St. Augustine. Um, surveillance video showed him first grabbing a napkin from the hot dog kiosk, then asked the clerk for a pen to borrow. He is seen leaving the business, then re-entering and sliding the clerk the napkin, the police report states. <laughs> so he kept the pen. The clerk, re- the clerk report- reportedly read the note stared at the note for several more seconds and was confused <laughs> when, when another clerk came by um, the robber grabbed the napkin and placed it in his left pocket before exiting the store the report states <laughs> so it's 
he just like he thinks he's being real cool just like I'm not even going to say anything to this guy before I rob him and at what yeah, point like oh, on the napkin sorry go ahead I was going to say like on the napkin you have it all there I don't need to say anything yeah and at what point of the clerk reading it and then rereading it and then staring at it do you think oh I've oh this has gone wrong oh I can't say he anything he gave it to now. the one clerk he gave it to the one clerk who can't read in the whole store oh and my so god just, how, how badly do you get. think he fucked it up though like in terms of writing let's let's presume for a second that the clerk could read did, yeah was it the handwriting or what did he do like a sketch of the man being robbed <laughs> it was Pictionary <laughs> And then the clerk Just looked back up And he's like Stuck up the no- fingers Two fingers He's like Philip <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, th- and then the other clerk Comes along And so Florida man just he, he, he He's already Well aware Of his situation He knows That this man Has not c- Interpreted What he's trying to pu- He's not picking up What he's putting down so- And then he sees The other clerk Coming along And he's like Fuck Better get out of here. Better scatter. He presumed that, like, Clerk 1 would then show the note to Clerk 2. And be <laughs> like, you can, get you, can you understand this? And you, <laughs> sort of man couldn't handle We've that. We've both worked in retail. We have both worked in retail. If someone hands you a note and you can't really read it, I think first step is find somebody that might be able to. Like, find your manager or something. Like, can you read that? Yeah. Because I don't know what the fuck this person's talking about. Yeah, and I like, and I have been given notes when I were was working in retail, and it, it it most of the time it's because the person doesn't speak very good English, so you try your best to understand. Mm. But I like, and maybe it's because it's Ireland and we're a bit different. I would never think, oh, that, I'm definitely being robbed there. Like whatever this <laughs> note says, I'm I'm being robbed. But I think a lot of people won't go immediately to robbery. Like, no matter how... Like, if the person slides you a note, like, you're going to look at it and you might think it is something... Maybe they can't speak that very good English. Like, you know what I mean? And so they're looking at it and you just can't understand what's being written. And then you have to try and decipher what the word you can understand. Shop. Rob. Uh, is your name Rob? Me. <laughs> is your is your name Rob? What would you like here in the store, sir? What what would you like? Just, would you like help shopping, and, Rob? Is that what's going on? Because <laughs> he had enough English to walk in the first time and ask for a pen. Yeah, or do you think he just like mimed writing? He, maybe, maybe he did. Can you imagine going to jail for robbery? You were robbery. You weren't even able to start, though. <laughs> yeah, because some we've had stories before that it's like. Oh, they said I'm robbing you. And then the clerk said, no, you're not. And that's a whole other kind of scenario. But yeah, and then the pressure's on you. Yeah, oh yeah, then the ball's back in your court and it's how you deal with the situation. But to, to not even get off the ground. <laughs> it's just the saddest robbery that's so Florida man. But if you're his defence attorney, you can technically say... How can he be charged with this robbery crime for writing a note that was apparently so far from conveying a robbery that the clerk didn't even know what was going on? And he took so the note like, when he left, so, you know, there's no evidence. There's no... You just have on video him handing this guy a note. Like, that's all you have. And that happens, you know? And then, and then he was made to feel embarrassed 
and so he left. And so that's why he's suing you, Your Honor. But here's here's the thing. This all we're we would be very good defense lawyers, very yeah. good at hurdies, but he then came out and he may have given up that defense when he admitted to the police there was a robbery that was taking place. It was it was <laughs> the, a pride thing. <laughs> however, the catch is that he said he was the one being robbed. <laughs> oh. oh my dignity. <laughs> When I'm trying to rob them, they're not giving me any respect, officer. I want you to go in and just tell them, tell them to let me rob them, so I feel good. Just tell them to be scared. And he's like, his arms are like swinging around. Just tell them. I don't like it. Come on. Authorities located this Florida man and detained him. While doing so, he told deputies that he was the one being robbed, according to the report. Um. I don't know if that holds up. I think it's even sadder, though, if the first story was he said there was a robbery taking place because he's like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I robbed them. Yeah, yeah, I'm hardcore, guys. Yeah. And, like, I would have I would have robbed them if they'd let me, but, like, I didn't because, because I wanted to spare them because, you know, like, I'm tough, but I'm not that, like... I'm I'm nice as well, officer. He's like in the back seat, like handcuffed. <laughs> officer, like, have yeah, you heard yeah, the yeah. tale of Robin Hood? Oh, that's me, officer. I'm a big man for stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Also, I don't really rob that many people. I'm not very good at it. But if I did, I'd give it to the poor. <laughs> if I had any any gains from robbery, that would be going to the poor. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, but he can't be arrested. He has no gains from robbery. But that we know about. He's got that napkin mm. and that pen. I just... Surely it's the best argument ever to just say... I... Oh, the, attor- the guy working the store just misread the note. I was just asking for some, like, beans. I don't yeah. know. Something stupid. Yeah, like, just lie under oath. That's fine. Because everyone would agree that the note is inconclusive and then the case is just dismissed. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know that it would, like, go to trial, I think. <laughs> I think he might just get a slap on the wrist for this one. I No, I think he's been arrested and going into court. Fuck me. Because he's getting accused of robbery. Because he admitted to robbery, although he's admitted that they're robbing him somehow. Yeah, I think that, that that's the case where you could have the best lawyer in the world and you still have the worst client in the world. <laughs> Just shut up. Stop giving me notes. I can't read what you're saying. It's like, not only was there a murder, but I shot him. (laughs) Yeah. Why did you start writing perfectly now when you're telling me you're guilty? Surely this should also be bad at writing. So did you you intentionally fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) Who taught you how to write? I don't understand, Florida man. And he's like linking all the letters now. Oh, it's like perfect cursive. It's amazing. It's like a, it's like a font you know, he, on Microsoft he, Word. He somehow types and he writes in Times New Roman. <laughs> <laughs> he gets out his quill and just. <laughs> um, but that is it for this week's Weird News Wednesday, Sean. What a week of weird news! That was a wild ride. Yes. It's like I got swept up a in a kite. A wild ride. Almost like you got swept up in a kite. So, do you want to take us out? 
Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcasts. Or there is a link to that in the description. Everyone who supports us over there, thank you all so, so much. Uh, you really help keep the kites in the air, if you know what I mean. I'm stuck on the kite thing. Yeah. It's traumatised me. It's it's uh, That child will never sleep again. No, not at all. That child was me. No. <laughs> I was also part of One Direction. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived a life. Uh, but the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one. So, I've been Conor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.